0: Hello, this is one of the weirder things I've ever done in my life. I'm just talking into a microphone in a room by myself. Um, I don't know who's listening, but if you are, thank you very much. Uh, I was actually just looking at the metrics for the podcast today, and there have been over 200 people that have downloaded an episode. Uh, So I just want to thank you. I don't know why you're listening, but you're listening, which is awesome. Awesome. Um, and I did find out that if you have 26 downloads in your first seven days, that that puts you in the top 50%. So we already hit that mark, and it's only up from here, I guess. A um, couple, couple things to go over. Um, if you can please follow us, me on Twitter, Avery underscore friends. Uh, we're trying to boost that following. Larger following means we can get cooler guests, and cooler guests means that you enjoy the podcast more. Um, So that would be really awesome If you could throw me a follow Also uh, spreading it Word of mouth is very helpful as well Just telling one person uh, To check out the pod, download the pod uh, Would be Greatly appreciated Any help you can get Um, Coming up Now I have Danny Brown, he's one of my longtime college buddies I guess not long time, well kind of Six years almost Um, We talk a little bit about gambling, as he works for DraftKings. We talk about cooking, as we're both chefs in our own right, Uh, not professional, but hobbyists. Um, A little bit about Action Bronson, as we're going to the concert uh, in Boston in a couple days. And then, finally, some SNL talk as well. Uh, So, hope you enjoy. Again, follow the pod at Avery underscore friends. And let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. Do you want to give a quick intro to the people?
2: Yeah, my name's, as Avery said, Danny Brown, Daniel, Edward Brown, born and raised in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Parents are Chrissy, Phil Brown, Zach, brother, brother Zachary Brown, and say my occupation right now, I'm a customer experience associate at DraftKings. I've been there since June of 2020.
1: Nice, nice. Great intro for the people. Thank you.
0: Hopefully, people will get to know you
1: a little bit better by the end of this podcast. So, how are you feeling today
2: overall? I feel good. Woke up on the right side of the bed. Not on the though, left. I mean, I'm a lefty, so. Oh, okay. Right in terms of the, not necessarily the spatial, like right or left. but the correct side. Yeah, the correct side of the bed, okay. I should say. But as I was saying, when we got here prior to the pod, it's a little too warm for my liking. It's October, October 15th is the date and it's in the mid 70s mm-hmm. that's not what you want to see for middle of october you like that nice, i like to have leggings on weather. i like to like a nice little crisp well crisp weather some wind but when i step on the leaves i hear them crunch yeah not that they hear them squish so could be better but definitely not doing bad
1: yeah yeah i'm personally myself um not feeling the greatest. A little hungover. Oh, outside. no. Yeah, I went out to dinner with a friend to uh tapas place, yeah. Barcelona Wine Bar. Um, so been there. You have I the have. one in uh, Fenway area, or... Oh, uh, the one in Brookline. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like that's more of a popular one that I've heard people go to The, the one in home. Brookline? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but that's just from my... It's life. a younger
2: area. Yeah. It's kind of like in a, in a good... Like, right off the tee.
1: Yeah, but... It, Tapas? Is, did you have tapas when you went to Spain?
2: I did. So yeah. I did, I have gone to Spain. Yeah. I did to Barcelona.
1: Yeah. Top, I love Top the whole tapas experience because you get a little bunny of everything. Yeah. It's the it is
2: the best way to eat.
1: We had we had duck and then we had potatoes bravas. Potatoes bravas. Potatoes bravas. Yeah. Um, croquettes obviously. Yep. Yeah. Uh, some other like vegetable sides, but it was nice. You have a nice bottle of wine with dinner and. It's a very you don't aw. feel too
2: gluttonous that you got a big plate of like no, you go out to exactly. a regular restaurant you don't have like a big plate of pasta that you yourself just mm-hmm. mow down in like 15 minutes. Tapas also good for dates. Oh yeah, take a nice lady out. You go get some tapas. You can share some stuff. You don't look like a big dog, like, oh. I'm gonna get the 50 dollars steak. It's like oh, get a little of this, a little of that. Get some drinks. It's very key.
1: Yeah, it was kind of funny. Everyone else, so I went with one of my friends who I've yeah. known since high school. And there's two guys, like, at this place. And every other person, people there were, like, couples or, like, yeah. groups with girls. Like, yeah. it, we kind of felt out of place, but we were it. it but, funny. I
2: mean, that's just, you can't shame the guys for just going out. No. And enjoying, like, a nice night of tapas. A yeah. little bit of wine. hmm how, who were the guys you went out with?
1: It was just one other kid, so he worked, um, he's going to school right now um, to be a dentist, mm-hmm. um, So and he's living in Boston. So I haven't connected with him in a while, but he's a Vermont friend, so...
2: Someone you know from high school?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk about you. Let's okay. talk about you, Dan. I'm very curious about, so you kind of work in this gambling world. Yeah. Where you have to deal with the degenerate
2: gamblers. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't say degenerate because well, gamble, gamble responsibly.
1: Yes, obviously, but there is a small like. Yeah,
2: there, there are some people who don't know their limits, definitely. Yeah,
1: but you, you have help lines and stuff set up, correct? Do I, I don't? I don't help
2: create the lines. Well, limits.
1: I know you don't. No, yeah. I mean the the self help lines, like call is Yeah, so
2: we're we're on the we're on the other side essentially. We we're, we're not necessarily. Why do not do that? Yeah, but whenever. My job is we're the first point of contact for pretty much any issue that anyone could have. So it, that is related to any question they have about the site. Maybe they didn't get a withdrawal that they put in for or their deposits messed up or maybe they didn't get credit for a promotion. Pretty much any question that they, any user could have, they reach out to us first. And right now, my team is delegated into a little bit dif- something a little bit different. I'm on a team that's been strictly working with our VIP clients, so I haven't... Really, your average player who's spending $5, $10 while they're all getting an answered by a separate team, my team of people that have been there for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. which is including like seniors and leads and a couple of other of us who've been there for more than a year are strictly waking up and check, going on and taking care of uh, the clients that are taking like thousands and thousands of dollars of bets at a time. Mm-hmm. Like last, just the other day, someone reached out and so they accidentally placed a bet and it was a $17,000 bet. And did they need to do like
1: 1700 or?
2: They said they were probably putting it in and uh, they dropped their phone, so I imagine something had happened oh. that,
1: it's not abnormal, yeah.
2: but it, it's, those are kind of the stuff that people reach out about, mm-hmm. especially when you're spending that kind of money.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and so I just kind of want to get your overall take about the whole, because obviously there's a lot yeah. of gambling being legalized across the country. Yep. Um, how many states
2: is there now for I think it's Connecticut is that just
1: happened
2: right Connecticut? Yeah, I think it I uh, know just opened up a sports book oh, in, so the, Fo- in cool the Foxwoods now. Casino. Okay. I'm not totally sure what the timeline looks like for online gambling so the app, but I think now it's 14 states. Uh, it's New Hampshire, Tennessee, West Virginia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Iowa, Wyoming, Arizona. New Hampshire, Colorado, and I think I'm missing a few states.
1: Yeah. Here, but so so what are kind of? But it's the thirteen. Main, it's like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. So what are the main? Would you say competitors to because DraftKings is obviously the main. Yeah. I don't. I, I wouldn't say maybe the main one because there's a bunch I would of say the main one. I would say it's. It it's number I mean, you one. know, you're yeah. in the world. No, it time. is
2: the number one like daily fantasy sportsbook app. It is. Yeah. Okay. So I would say, and that's no bias
1: No, no, I mean, it, it, I mean, like it's.
2: listen, company man. <laughs> but no, it's. I would say Fanduel is definitely number one. That's probably the most recognizable. Yeah. If anybody like in the sports at all, like you're watching any game, like a, mm-hmm. a commercial for either DraftKings or like Fanduel is destined to come up. Yeah. Um, points bets another one. Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah, a I've of, seen a bunch of commercials. Yeah. Like J.D.
1: Smooth and Pat Maswell. Yeah, there's a
2: there's a ton of commercials for them. But then there's other ones like I think MGM has one, but I don't know if it's a little different. Some of the states aren't the same. Like I think MGM and Caesars, because they operate in Nevada, have Nevada, but DraftKings and like FanDuel and PointsBet Bet can't be active. In Nevada because they're not based there well
1: and that makes sense because those companies won't allow the yeah they want to, to keep in. all
2: those yeah. money like that they have and, and it's on- the same with like DraftKings in New Hampshire because mm. they start DraftKings has one like a hundred percent pretty much of that market they're the only online gambling company that's live in New Hampshire they own that market so it's mm-hmm. I, I imagine it's something similar with yeah. like Caesar Sportsbook where it's because they are kind of based there because DraftKings is based in Boston and mm-hmm. they want to keep that market
1: well, and once you're in there, it's easier to kind of be like to the politicians and yeah. kind of be like, yeah, yeah they've stay dealt out, with, stay out, they've stay dealt out. with
2: you for so long that it's nothing new for them.
1: Yeah. So, where do you kind of see the future going? So, obviously, DraftKings is number one. Do yeah. You see them staying as number one, or do you think someone else? Like, I know there's a big, obviously, Penn Gaming. Yeah. Or is it Pen Gaming? Or Penn, Penn, Penn National.
2: National Pen National Gaming. Which is. Barstool. It, it
1: owned, Penn owns part of Barstool. Correct? Yeah. Um, so do you see them becoming kind of big competitors or no? I, I would...
2: I, I kind of like the way that Barstool's trajectory has been ever since they moved to New York. Like, it's just... Okay. To, like, literally to the moon is what they all say. Yeah. So I, I think Penn's... I don't know how much... Like, Penn's share is like over $100 a share right now.
1: I don't think it's that. I think it's the. It's like nine. I thought it was like. I don't know.
2: I don't really. But that's also in like the middle of the summer. Like every gaming stock like tanked. Like DraftKings stock tanked. Yeah. I know Penn National Gaming tanked.
1: Well, the the whole summer.
2: Yeah, the whole. Especially for I would. DraftKings spends a ton of money on advertising. Do you
1: disagree
2: with that? No, I mean I don't have. Much to say about it yeah. like i'm not it's not my area of expertise, yeah. like especially now that you're a calm guy. yeah I mean especially but I mean especially now that uh it started to be legalized more and more, like when I started, there was i mean less than ten states and then in the matter of really? this summer yeah in the matter of like this summer, there was three states added mm-hmm. which was i mean I think how long it took just to get it like legalized on a on a federal level yeah. So I, I imagine that DraftKings would would still be. We think in five years' time, like the number one sports book, the number one online sports book.
1: You think so? It's not right now.
2: No, I mean I'm saying it would continue. to. Oh, be. so you think yeah. it's still? I, I don't see where they would go really.
1: What do you? They can't go any higher. you mean? No, I, I
2: wouldn't see would go lower. Oh, I, I don't yeah, know what yeah, would yeah. cause them to go lower.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know the world obviously you, you are uh, yeah I, mean, I know to so yeah. take your expertise on the subject
2: yeah but I, I mean it's it's a growing industry and it's I think now that people are seeing like all these commercials especially people being trapped in their home for so long mm-hmm. like this was the biggest year I believe like the start of the football season saw the most people sign up like ever for draft for, drafting, for just, just for for general for general, general like the most people ever sign up for DraftKings because one, people were so excited for the NFL season and just be being stuck in their homes and being like, you would imagine people not being able to spend a lot of money, not going mm-hmm. to be able to travel pretty much for a summer that they have a little bit more well, yeah. like, disposable income. That yeah. so it's like, okay, I see these, I see Jesse all the time on my TV. Like I might as well invest some money into this if I can. And yeah. I'll need that on the orioles
1: game in July yeah. 20th. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I also kind of want to talk about, um, because kind of my first um, experience with gambling was I started like early in college and yeah. I, I haven't really gambled since. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting was when I was living in Australia for a couple months, mm-hmm. they had essentially in strip malls all over the place, I forget the name of the company, but it was essentially you could go into this place and place bets and exactly. they were all over the place. Yeah. There's a um, couple pla- Does there's, DraftKings have anything like that, or is it just all It's
2: No, I mean, nothing like that you would find in, like, a strip mall. I mean, it's the Besides sports... Besides the casinos. You yeah, be, no, the there's side. nothing that you would, like, walk into. I do, I kind of know what you're talking about, because when I was in Ireland, you, you would see places like that where it's, like, you would literally walk in, and you could, like, place it better like a horse. Mm-hmm. Like, you just walk in and just yeah. kind of stop. It's, like, no bigger than... I, we're in a, People that are listening, like, we're in a small room right now. It's no bigger than, like this room mm-hmm. like a little bit you'd mm-hmm. literally stop in the numbers would be up you could yeah. like there's like little TVs you would see and you would just like put numbers on there so there's nothing like that where you just kind of walk in and bet but there's there's sports books in there's one in Michigan there's one in Connecticut there's two in New Hampshire there's one in the Atlantic City Hotel and they're all I'm in casinos like, they're all in casinos okay. yeah. so they're not like their own kind of like stand alone the one in New Hampshire in Seabrook it's at like the, the racetrack that's mm. there.
1: It'd be kind of a cool idea to put, like, a sports book in just bars, like, if they partnered with Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. Well, the sports know. book are, are kind of their
2: own bars. Yeah. So you can get food and drink there, but I do know what you mean.
1: But, yeah, if you had a kind of all the, um... But I don't know. That might be hard with regulation stuff. And also the same thing. You could just do it from your phone and yeah. be at the bar. So why yeah, would exactly.
2: you just do that? I mean, yeah, the. the the in-person experience is nice to like. Yeah. Be able to walk. up. I know in on, I believe in the Encore in Boston, they're getting ready to build a like a Win Sports Bar because they just built the where are they up yeah because they just built a big um like bar area that's mm-hmm. sponsored by Wynn Bet and like the Wynn Casino which that's is like, another yeah which is like another, another online I think it's I think it's another like big hotel basin. Uh, Las Vegas, but there's a big now like sports bar area mm-hmm. in Encore. So I don't know how I, I kind of what you mean that it's being at the bar. And there's maybe like somewhere you walk up to and place the bet. But it's then again if they're just going to build the sports book anyway and like yeah. serve beer there, then it's, might as well have it, like centralized yeah. and then just like off to the side and like mm-hmm. a random bar.
1: So what do you say to people that don't think sports gambling should be legal or think it's taboo and shouldn't? maybe necessarily shouldn't be allowed but there shouldn't be people
2: I don't know if I've ever working in, in it necessarily read someone who's been very adamant about no. well I mean it's your livelihood so yeah like, I well like but, people, I, but I
1: don't if think if they feel that way they might not
2: but I mean people are, are like accustomed to gambling it's not like anything different mm-hmm. like I mean it, I mean people from like like Ocean's Eleven like we think the new James Bond movie is coming out like Casino Royale like it's not like gambling like, it's a very taboo subject like yeah. There's casinos in Massachusetts. There's casinos in Rhode Island. Or obviously, we're in the Northeast, there's casinos in New There's so it's not like anything new to people. I think it's more or less. It's like, why would you do that? And to that is what I would say. Like, as someone who does bet on sports regularly, like does enjoy like a trip to the casino, it, like it's a vice. And I think like, everyone. Ha- I truly believe like everyone has a vice. Like if you oh, don't, yeah. if you don't drink or you don't like recreationally do drugs or any of those things like somebody like then you have something that that's where you get your itch Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people that's gambling Mm -hmm. and like for me personally i don't spend money on myself like i'm not someone who like shops regularly i've never been like someone that was like in class or is like on my phone constantly like on amazon Mm -hmm. buying like online shopping it was never for me i just don't really care yeah so like that's
1: T-shirt for our sophomore year
2: yeah it's a free t-shirt I got in sophomore year of college that I like have will probably never get rid of mm-hmm. but for so for me people like that like that's a that's just advice I have like that's mm-hmm. the fun that I know that I can have I do it with money that I know I can spend like I've definitely had my nights where I've lost a good amount but it was never anything that was like so devastating that it's
1: yeah
2: like detrimental mm-hmm. to like my finances so for that kind of stuff i've i've had conversations with people where like why would you want to do that like that's so dumb it's just like that's that's what i get for fun like that's i don't spend my money on anything else like that i don't spend i don't do big big purchases so for people that want to go out like it's an experience and it is like social like we went you were with me when we went to the casino here in Boston for my birthday over the summer, and it's like, you play some craps, you talk to people, you walk around, like, you're at a blackjack table. So it's less of, like, you're just going there to blow money and to go there to, like, enjoy, like, the atmosphere.
1: yeah, and not only that, there's, so, Saturday, who's the big 12 games going on right
2: now? There's a Oklahoma and TCU are playing today, and I think Texas is playing... Oklahoma State. Okay, I was thinking the Texas Yeah.
1: But so, for example, if we, me and you are sitting on the couch yeah. watching that game, we have no money on the lines. Yeah. No, not really. Paying attention. You got life is 15,
2: more fun with skin in the yeah, game. yeah. When you got like 50 on the yeah. game,
1: even though that's not a ton of money, it might beat some people, but it makes it more more exciting. And I I also think of it. I give this comparison as. How much do you pay for Netflix? Yeah. You, exactly, exactly. I mean, you're consuming things like YouTube, like it's all the same thing. You're paying obviously YouTube's free, but you're paying for entertainment. But you're paying
2: for like a Wi you, fi- you're paying for like your Wi Fi. Yeah. So
1: you you go to the movies, you go out to dinner. I mean that you're getting food so it's a little different. But yeah. it's kind of it's an experience. Yeah. You're yeah, like I said, money to have some Emotions. Yeah.
2: Sure. It's, it's certainly, like, when it goes good, like, it's the best serotonin like you'll ever feel in your life. Like, being able to walk away from a table with, like, a couple hundred bucks or walk away from, like, a weekend of betting, mm-hmm. up some money. So, and, and it's people who don't... Like I would never, like, look at someone and be like, why don't you gamble? It's like, it's not for everyone. Like you yeah. Don't want... Well, like you people who put, like, ten bucks of your in a slot court. machine and lose it, like, in a second, it's like, well, that's, like, that was terrible. I No fun. But it's... I mean, that's why you kind well, of, one, got to know how to pace yourself a little bit to make the night, like, enjoyable. Like, it's not like you just go to a casino and maybe, like, sit down and just, like, put all your money in and lose. It's like, when I go, I always, like, get a drink, walk around, like, see who's playing what, like, check out the tables, check out some of the slot machines, like, kind of survey the area just to, like... Just like, what's my plan of attacking? Rather than just like go right down, sit down and just like lose all my money. It's like, you're going to be there for a while. Like you want to try to enjoy the experience. Like maybe talk to some people at a table, like try to find the lowest risk table you can find or the lowest like risk slot machine and just kind of like wait out the night through that.
1: Yeah. I want to go back to your point about vices. Cause yeah. I find that fascinating. It's just, it's such a strange concept because yeah, vices, essentially every vice has a negative connotation to yeah. it, whether it's you love to eat pizza, drinking, rice, yeah. drinking, yeah. drugs, yeah. gambling. And it's such an odd concept to me because, like, I mean, for example, if you love pizza, like, you know pizza is not super healthy for you, yeah. but you eat it's it. It's advice. Yeah, and it tastes so good. And it makes you feel salad good. Salad necessarily doesn't, doesn't really taste good and it doesn't give you that kind of like, warm yeah. feeling. Um, it's just, like, a weird psych... And I'd love to ha- talk to a psychologist about this to, like, explain why humans crave that. Yeah. Um, I think it... I don't I don't really know why that exists. I guess it's, like, pre... It's, like, ingrained in us through culture... Yeah. ...to a degree. Um, but you also have to, especially me and you, we work 40 hours a week, if yeah. not more. You kind of have to have an outlet. Yeah. Um... I mean, you could say this podcast is an outlet.
2: That's not really a vice. It's yeah. More of a, it's a hobby. Yeah. I uh, I think too. It's to to kind of like deny that stuff is to to deny like an instinct, and it doesn't like necessarily mean it's like a good instinct. Like people who, because when you compare, and in this scenario, it's like if I were to compare like a game not, not an obviously not addiction, but like a gambling vice compared to like someone who, like, loves to online shop. It's like you're doing the same thing, just in a different form. Like, you're just, you're still spending money. Yeah, but, and you have but a lot you, of work like sure. my, Yeah, like, my vice or anybody who's, or not vice, but the payoff of that vice, if you were to be someone who enjoys gambling, is the potential of winning money and walking away. Like, that's how I feel. Someone who spends a lot of money online shopping, their payoff from that vice is, like, okay, I got something that I really enjoy that if it's, like, a nice shirt, it's going to look good on me, and then if I go out, someone's going to see me, and probably know, like, that kind of stuff, so there's, with that vice comes the payoff, and I feel like, in, in most vices, like, the payoff is similar, it's just a different avenue to get there. Obviously, kind of, if you take, like, drinking and drugs, like, you don't want to say, like, oh, like, the payoff is good, it makes me feel good, because it, that can kind of stumble down, I mean, same with gambling, and addictions, and... Make it worse and worse, but for people who know how to control themselves, that for them, that vice and that outlet is just something that in their brain and their human instinct is something that makes them feel good.
1: Mm. And, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. It's
2: okay. No, we're talking about vices.
1: Vices and whatnot. And whatnot. You got any other vices? No, I
2: don't know if I have any. Maybe hobbies? I don't know if I necessarily have any other vices. Um, Hobbies. Definitely include cooking.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's so talk a little bit about cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read... Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on a podcast, but Michael... I always say this wrong. It's either pollen or pooling.
2: I don't know. i not pollen. aware.
1: Um, but he has a book called Cooked, so it's all about cooking. Cooked, yep. Um, and one thing I found really interesting was that... So garlic and onions, we've used to cook with meat for like hundreds of years, yeah. if not longer, ever since thousands probably yeah and so the reason why people started doing it is because I don't know how the hell they figured this out but garlic and onion is fights bacteria so if you're cooking yeah and there's bacteria in it yeah the onion and garlic will kill that so in the book he's interviewing this food historian Mm. and essentially what they were saying is that the reason we love the smell and taste of onions and garlic isn't necessarily because they actually taste good Mm. It's just because we've been like preconditioned and for so many years that that smell means a sense of safety as if like this meat tape is okay really? to eat does that do you kind of get what I'm saying uh, I do,
2: I guess if it's something that's been like registered in, in humans for thousands of years I didn't know I didn't necessarily know that about onions but I did know that about garlic that mm-hmm. it's I don't know if it's necessarily a no, because yogurt is like a probiotic, but I do know that gar- yeah. like garlic fights bacteria. And people say, like, if you feel like you're getting froggy to, like, eat froggy. some... Like, if you're, like, a sore throat or you're starting I've to feel like you never heard that, you never heard someone, like, you're getting yeah. froggy to eat, like, some garlic. Yeah. And it'll, like, clear you up. And even, there's this YouTuber that I watch on the Bon Appetit channel, mm-hmm. Brad Leone, and he's, he sh- it's kind of like a meme in and of itself, but he... Like, the first time we did it, it when you crush garlic, there's, um, I don't know if it's, like, bacteria in the garlic, but it's, it's something that forms over it called allison. that when you, like, crush garlic, it thinks it's getting attacked, so it, like, forms skin over it. And, the really? people, and people say, like, you if you crush garlic and let the allison form over it, and then you eat that, it's supposed to make you feel better. I've never done that, but...
1: Huh, I've never tried that. I kind of want to try that. After yeah, if sauce, you crush
2: garlic and let mess. it sit for, like, How 20... Long? 20 minutes or so, you'll see it'll like start to turn a little bit brown, and it's something, and it's because the garlic thinks something is, is eating it, yeah. So it tries to protect itself. I've done it, be-
1: I have done but it before. If it takes 20 minutes, I feel like that's not effective. I'm not the garlic, I don't know. <laughs> we need to do some GMO, to yeah. <laughs> make it more um, protective. That is one thing crazy that so many plants have defense mechanisms, yeah, and it's just. Like the, Venus flytrap. Yeah, that. What is going on? It's absurd, because um, no other plant really does that. I feel like that's the most. I mean, there's probably still there's others out there that probably exist that yeah. even humans haven't discovered. Um, but. Well, is what's the plant that's found in like
2: the the Amazon that has like a poison sack in it? I have no idea. There's some type is. of. Animal or plant in like the Amazon, I think that has like is a poison sack in it. Really?
1: And it's. Is it in like encased in flowers? So it's a flower
2: that looks like almost like a sock. And it's, it's, I don't know how how I would describe how it looks, but in the bottom of it, it's like hanging on a stem. Mm. So the plant grows up. And then this hangs off it, and then there's like a poison sack and stuff like flies in it and just like gets melted.
1: Yeah. Huh. This is the, this is the part where we need Liam in here with like a laptop.
2: To, to, just thing. checking.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, and kind of talking about plants and stuff made me think of uh, this author guy it was also in this documentary I watched about... Uh, it's called Fungi. It's all about mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. And it is crazy how many... Like strands, like a small mushroom. Well, the, yeah.
2: Well, the mushroom—it's it's what, we, what we see—is not even like that's not the mushroom. The mushroom is what's underneath, mm-hmm. like the like the cap. I think it's is what it's called. Yeah. Is is the fruit? That's is what, what like ex, like mushroom experts say? Like I watched a video on foraging and f- for no other reason than it was well, just
1: what? Like, where is it a specific
2: type of mushroom? Or? No, it, just any mushroom. Like what you would see is above ground you walk in the woods and you're like oh there's a mushroom right there like that's just what is the mice like the mycelium is what yeah that's growing from
1: yeah it's crazy and i've <laughs> have you ever foraged for mushrooms i've not i don't like mushrooms so no no well so there's there's a giant mushroom in my front yard yeah. a couple it was during covid when i was living at home and there was a giant mushroom so me and my dad were like let's pick it and cook it <laughs> Tasted so bad. Actually, yeah, it probably wasn't a mushroom you could type eat. Of mushroom. No, no, we looked it up, and we actually have a friend that's a
2: a mushroom nah, expert. What do you call it? Forager.
1: Arborist is that the correct term? Oh, the a, a tree a, guy.
2: He's a tree guy.
1: He's. In, I think arborist is the correct. Term. I don't know. Well, there's. Yeah, he's I a tree think. expert. Yes.
2: Arborist. That sounds like it would be
1: like. <laughs> I think that's what it is. People can tell me I'm wrong, but. Yeah. So and he told us it was fine, but yeah, we cooked it and it did not taste good. We made a pasta dish. We put it in other mushrooms because we didn't know yeah. what it was going to taste like, um, and we ended up picking that. Uh, other mushrooms, yes, But, but it, was, it was kind of cool. Was it like rotten though? No, no, it was it was good. We we waited it to, for it to, to, to like get bang. nice and big. Yeah, it's also cr- so another thing. My parents my parents are a little bored right now. They're trying to figure out what to do with their lives. So they started researching how to grow mushrooms. It's a fascinating process. I don't know. Yeah, how you would you
2: recreationally grow mushrooms? Because they just shoot spores. Yeah, so
1: what you do is you get logs. You have to get the certain type of wood. I forget yeah. the name of the wood. And you drill these holes in the logs. Yeah. And then you fill it with this special dirt, I don't know, it online or at the yeah. or whatever. The hardware store. I don't know. It's sold everywhere. And then you plant these mushrooms mm-hmm. and then you have to you lay them on the ground and then at one point you have to lean them up against something yeah and you put it in the woods normally I think is the best place to put it mm-hmm. if it gets too much sun they don't grow very well Yeah. but and it takes like years to do so, so it's always years well it depends on the mushroom but I think it I think it was year, either months or years but it kind of made me think because mushrooms are kind of expensive in the store, not super expensive mm. but compared to carrots, and yeah. shit like that. And I always thought that was kind of weird, but now I realize that it's process, just like a long process.
2: So that is that is a, a pro to recreationally grow mushrooms to spend that money just to hope years later that they grow.
1: Well, I don't know if it was years, but I mean, it, I mean, it's the same thing with like wine and different scotches and stuff. You age it. Some of, those, some of that shit's age like, 20 years. Yeah, but... It, and if you fuck up, like...
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'd have to know more about the process to know, like, what would... If someone's, like, well, it would take something, like, really bad for it mm-hmm. to, like, not work out. Like, because they're... What, because uh, mushrooms are... What's the ecological term for them? They are... Because they break things down, like
1: fungi. Yeah,
2: well, they're fungi, but what are they? They're decomposers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. it's—I would imagine like something would take. Like if you put a log in a wood, mm-hmm. even like the grossest of mushrooms that you definitely can't eat, like something's going to grow on it. So I'd imagine like the environment for that to not work out would have to be like a very specific environment. So I could see. Is why if you're interested in a new hobby, mm-hmm. the box garden's not working out for you. That you stick a couple logs in the woods. And see what happens.
1: So, literally, my parents didn't follow through on it. Um, Oh, they didn't even do it? No, they haven't done it. No. Well, because there's a guy in our town that kind of grew up in Western Vermont that's big into it. And we buy his mushrooms. My dad was kind of tired of going to his house and talking to him. Yeah. I can
2: imagine a guy who likes to grow and sell his own mushrooms has a lot to say.
1: Dude, they're pretty good. (laughs) I think he, he grows like baby bellas. And, like, the big bellas. Yeah. And, like, button. The white button ones. Not bad.
2: Yeah. I'm not a mushroom guy, so I... I would, I would give him a chance. So, I've tried to give him a million chances.
1: Really? Yeah. Even, I, like, a cream sauce nope. with pasta? Nope. Or on a steak and cheese? Nope. Yeah. Uh, try to think... Why would I ruin
2: a steak and cheese? Well, Pizza? See. No. The thing,
1: try to... No. The thing with mushrooms is you just gotta use a fuck ton of butter. <laughs> I
2: mean, I've had it like in a, in, like, a mushroom duxelle, like a beef Wellington. T- that's a little different because they're just kind of like blended up and like mixed with cognac and yeah, dried out. Yeah, like they're shoved. You can't even taste them, but no, nah, I've never been a mushroom guy. I've tried to, tried a couple, numerous times. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, this is the time, this is never the time. Same with coffee. You
1: don't like coffee? I'm not a coffee drinker. Yeah.
2: I'm naturally awake.
1: I want to go back to beef Wellington. So okay. like, <laughs> me and you have both made beef Wellington. Where I
2: have like, not. Ma- I've watched my family make it. I have not personally made one. I've not. But I know you've made Elkville? one. I watched.
1: Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. Well, I was there I in guess the process. We can't have this conversation. No, I, but it. I wanted to bring it up because I made it. Came out pretty good, but it's such a weird fucking concept for a, Yeah. You have steak prosciutto mustard mushrooms and puff pastry like what yeah. the fuck are we doing yeah like
2: it's a bunch of cultures coming together like <laughs> when did we when did these people meet like I don't know who who came up with this but it, it's it's a delicious it's so- very delicious but it is a very bizarre pairing
1: I think of I think of like all foods not only who comes up with that but who was who said prosciutto steak and puff pastry wasn't enough yeah Who's Maybe like, I gotta put, put and mustard. mustard in this, too. <laughs> I mean, it, and it's well, a staple. Everyone knows what it yeah, is.
2: Yeah, Gordon Ramsay's, it's like That's what Gordon Ramsay's known for. is like his yeah. Beef Wellington. But I mean, it must have been, I don't know the date or the timeline of when Beef Wellington was invented, but I can just imagine a group of prissy, powdered-wigged people sitting in Versailles, mm-hmm. thinking that this was the best idea ever, and subjecting yeah. some chef to just like like figure figure this out, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, it is kind of crazy just the because also I feel like there's probably other versions of it that are have just been lost because they didn't progress as much as like the beef Wellington. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, the I would say the best version of beef Wellington is mini hot dogs wrapped up in croissants. I can't really it's like your own personal beef Wellington.
1: yeah exactly I did see a video where someone made beef longton but they made it with a sausage rather than a steak <laughs> so they it was it was one of the youtubers um that I think he originally became famous on tiktok and then he started doing youtube, YouTube. cooking stuff uh, but he just, he made it. it made everything, the duck cell with the cognac and the like, like parma to, ham, yeah. and everything. And then just put a, like sausage, <laughs> like a foot long sausage instead of the, the tenderloin. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a tenderloin. That's actually hysterical. Yeah. I'll have to find, you have to show me that so I can critique. Oh yeah. I forget
1: the name of the guy, but he's one of the. YouTuber cooking guy. I feel like I
2: could just search. Yeah, probably. Sausage. I'm beef pretty food. sure
1: Gordon Ramsay like, reacted to it too. Oh, uh, probably. He does. I've seen him do all those. Yeah.
2: like Those are pretty funny, but he's yeah, definitely. Accurate. I go
1: back and forth with him because he's funny and obviously he's a good chef. But then, I mean, I can't fault him. But I feel like he plays an act, and you kind of yeah. have to. What, yeah. At least he's on, on reality TV. What's the one show? He's on a bunch of shows. Well, I know, but he has the one where it's a competition. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah,
2: I used to. Yeah, I used to watch Hell's Kitchen like, a lot when I was younger. Yeah, you know, I mean like, that is. So I'm a very big Anthony Bourdain guy. All right, love. Yeah, died like a week before my birthday. It was when I did a semester abroad. Whenever I traveled somewhere, I tried to go at least find a place that Bourdain had traveled to. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. I ended up going to two. One in, two in Glasgow. Which is. It was. One of this was this dive bar. No, well, Glasgow. Glasgow was, excuse me. Yeah, Glasgow is in Scotland. Okay. One, this is this dive bar that he went to that I walked into and immediately walked out? Because so I was like, it this was that is. Bad. Yeah, I was like, this is a place Anthony Bourdain would hang out yeah. and talk to people. <laughs> 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 I, like I walked in there and they looked at me. Like they were smoking in the bar. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, yeah. It's like I saw it. I can leave. Yeah. And then I was some other like place in like the center where he got, like, fried haggis. And I got, like, what he had ordered. It was really good. But there's a clip, to relate this to Gordon Ramsay, where someone asks him, he's giving, like, a and a at some college in, like, the early 2010s or something. And someone asks him about Gordon Ramsay because what? And there's an episode of... I don't even think it was on No Reservations yet. It was just something that he was doing for the Food Channel in, like, the early 2000s, maybe, like, late... 90s where Bourdain had gone to Aubergine which was Ramsey's like first big restaurant like that was where F- was that? it's in London oh. I don't know if it's open anymore but that was his first restaurant like after having left culinary school and after having left like working under Marco Pierre White who's another like big time not familiar just, with him yeah he's like a big time chef like like he taught Gordon Ramsey like just to beat the hell out of him I guess oh okay. but um Somebody asked Bourdain about Ramsey, and he says, like, like, what you see on TV is, like, that's the TV version of him. It's like, I like Gordon. Like, he's a good guy. Like, mm. he's a smart guy. He like, cares about his family. Like, yeah. the only, like I've only ever had good experiences with him. But he's, he, he mentions Hell's Kitchen. He's like, that's crap. Like, that show is crap. And he's like, I bet Gordon would tell you the same thing. Mm. But the show is, like, just for show. There's, like, you put these people on there that, like, just know how to cook enough. To where it's like they're talented but to put them like literally into the fire against each other like with Gordon Ramsay Young at you and like a busy dinner service it's like these people are going to look terrible. And it's like it's all for show. Even yeah. I've watched his Kitchen Nightmares the difference between like that the, the US and the one he does on the BBC it's like drastically different. So that, I think a lot of what people understand him as is the, like the American television network is like playing him to be
1: yeah and I don't that's one thing that kind of pisses me off about people is when because obviously it's reality TV so it's not real yeah. people don't realize but I don't know I'm just kind of I'm a big proponent of, you should just be yourself and yeah not, but, I mean, but that's not right, how you get big bucks a lot more successful than I am yeah I'd, I'd probably all of be so yeah
2: I mean he's got like two and a half Michelin stars I think so, yeah, Michelin started a tire company that also makes food. Don't get me started on. Oh
1: my god, it's literally. And you know why they started it? It was because
2: for travel maps, so people like. Yeah, I believe I'm correct. As people would get when they'd go to like an auto shop, and like the earth, like the mid 1900s. Yeah. I mean, they would get be like, oh, like if you're traveling, here's where a Michelin is. In case you need like tires or whatever, but also here are some like places on the road.
1: And people just took that to heart. They were trying to boost sales of tires. So they put all these they set all these restaurants that were way out of the way in it was in France, right? Believe so.
2: I don't know if it I would imagine.
1: I think it was France. I I don't know if it it expanded like beyond that. I I just know
2: like that was the origin of
1: it. Yeah, I remember reading an article about this. And they essentially just put said all these restaurants far away from Paris are yeah. really good restaurants. People need to go. And then just over time it built this
2: credibility and now it's a... And <laughs> people like... Chefs like kill themselves for... Like over their work to get a Michelin star. Yeah, like there's least. a... There's... I don't know if you've ever watched the GQ series that they do which is honestly like a pretty mm-hmm. enjoyable series on YouTube where they have like experts come in mm-hmm. and talk... It's like... Pro, like skydiver rates, skydiving scenes in movies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, they, seen they seen. did one with um, um, a chef. I his name escapes me, but I, I looked him up. Like he's got a couple restaurants in New York. He very wasn't just like a some line cook. They pulled like a mm. clearly, it was a very successful guy in his own yeah. right. And he said, like, if you're working towards a Michelin star, like you are like eating. Sleeping like in your restaurant, and it's just for a star that comes from a tire company, that looks that their mascot looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it. I mean, yeah, and it goes back to I. I think we've had this conversation before, but like the Kelly Blue Book Valley Yeah. Is it uh, the JD Power awards? Yeah. Who the fuck are these people, no. and who created these things? And why is, it a, why is it a thing? Why is I it, mean, like, I the guess basis the, it, for... Obviously, Rotten Tomatoes, too, is something that's... Coming Rotten Tomatoes out. is junk. Huh? Rotten Tomatoes is junk. I agree, I agree. But um, that's oh. something that's kind of brand new. Uh, but it's kind of the same thing. Why Why do these things exist, and who... Yeah. What authority do they what, have? Why would
2: we put so much emphasis on, like, a random opinion? And it's not necessarily, like, it's random. Like, obviously... If you have a Michelin star, like... Oh. I would want to go out like if yeah. I had the expendable funds right. like I would go, definitely go out of my way to like experience like a seven course meal because mm. there's a Michelin star restaurant in um, New York it's, it's like 110 Avenue or something mm. that is supposed to be like obviously very good but even in those places it's like the the portions are like, it's like it's why scary. do we put emphasis on like this it's like that is what food should be yeah like food should just be however you like you enjoy it to be yeah
1: have you ever done one of those tasting menus
2: not that i can remember now i'd love to do one though yeah just to yeah. kind of like and again when we talk about vices it's like that could be very dumb but it's like that's what people enjoy like it's yeah, I mean, if i it's one of the things that you would do like i'm gonna do this maybe you're on a date or with your family or take like a special occasion like it's like a big group of friends it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna do this because it's an occasion but this is not how I would regularly spend money to get food when I can get more food. That's probably just as good at mm. like this other, you know, restaurant down the street that's owned by like a very good chef or
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've only did one in Quebec City uh, and did it with a wine pairing as well. Mm. I think it was five or six courses with dessert and stuff. And it was cool. Um, the food was really yeah. good. Yeah. It was like, there's, um, like you said, the portions were pretty small, but I figured you're pretty full. Yeah. Because um, it's so many courses. Um, but, and, and I love the, the food, the different kind of crazy, like, for example, last night at the Topless Place, mm-hmm. we got this duck, but it came with, like, this almond, like, f- almost foam cream yeah. sauce, and it was so good. I, I never thought to make, it was essentially almost an almond puree. Yeah. Like, I never thought. Yeah, it's probably like a nitrous can in it or yeah, something. They I probably like, so. sprayed it. It was really good. Um so I just think it's cool that, that chefs come up with these crazy yeah. things that you wouldn't do Holmans. almonds. the fuck? Yeah, like, I think those like, uh, chefs, chefs
2: are like they're artists like in their own oh, right. 100%, 100%. Like you and you think I, it, it is, and to, like go back to that GQ video that also
1: I have to interrupt. You. Yeah. Does GQ stand for something? Or um, nah, I'm am I just
2: an idiot? I duh don't ask me. I have no idea. I imagine it does, but I have no idea. Okay, but continue. But in, in that video, the the way this guy describes it is like, I never thought of it that way. is like, because there was a movie that I forget. It was with Bradley Cooper. Um, Limitless? Which, huh? Limitless. No, it wasn't Limitless. But it was hey, it man. was a movie where he was a chef. I forget. The,
1: Bradley Cooper's a
2: chef? Yeah. He's like this hard ass chef, I was forget the name brother? of it. Maybe it was called Taste, I think. I think it came in like two thousand fourteen. Uh, but the way he describes it is people the way they think about chefs are like they like with the Gordon Ramsay, it's like there's these like hard ass that are freaking out all the time, like nothing's ever right, but it's when you think of like a very busy restaurant and like a head chef like that, mm-hmm. like they're probably they're responsible for feeding like Putting food into body for like three hundred plus people a night, mm-hmm. and as an artist, like you are trying to create like perfection. It's like every ta- like so every plate that goes out, like if one thing is off, mm-hmm. it's like that's growing the artistic vision of the chef. So then you and it's you you it's like people give crap for Gordon Ramsay, but when you think of it like that, that it's like they are creating art. Like every time like that door opens and like a waiter carries on mm-hmm. a plate, like that's art going to someone. It's mm-hmm. like. How you present that is like how people see you. Mm.
1: Well, and not only that, I I get stressed when I'm cooking. Yeah. For one other person. Yeah. Or ex- exactly, like, especially if you're cooking for like a significant other or yeah. like, someone you're dating. That's a lot of pressure. Right? Cooking is a, like cooking for like don't, your family. You're like, oh fuck! No, like I better not burn my like chicken or whatever. Yeah, not like,
2: that people don't give cooking to respect the respect it deserves. I think whenever anyone comes in contact with like good cooking, they're they're it's something that you can tell like you're very aware of but the emotion behind it like cooking is a very intimate process like mm-hmm. you it, like like i just said with like the feed people it's like you are what you're doing when someone's waiting for food is like you are responsible for giving someone like nourishment yeah. and it's like as funny as that may seem like it is very serious and like there's definitely times where i've cooked for my family like and i baking is a hobby but there's times where i'm like definitely upset about it because I'm like trying to be so precise about it and I know that even if it's doesn't come out looking the best like it'll still be fine but like in my mind like in my heart of hearts I'm like I'm trying to like take care of someone Yeah. and so when you're that high level at it and someone's like oh like he's just like a jerk off and a jackass it's like no you don't understand like what this means to me beyond like I know you'll be fine because you'll get the food and you'll eat but to me it's like I'm taking care of you Mm -hmm. and I have to do my best to portray that with like the final product. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that makes me think of um bring up kind of one thing my mom does, which I love my mom, shout <laughs> out that. Uh but whenever I'll cook something and I'll fuck something up, whether it's like yeah. too spicy, too salty, or like uh, overcook or undercook anything, I'll just be I'll be so pissed at myself just, yeah. just, oh, I will be like, Oh fuck and my mom's like, Oh don't worry, it's yeah. so good. I like, get pissed myself at like that all off, the time like, too. Um but yeah, cooking is definitely... It was one thing I did a ton during quarantine. So much. Um, that's how I got into have, baking. Yeah, just because you have so much time on your hands. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that's weird about the American culture that's kind of shifted, which was brought up in this cookbook that I read. Uh, and he talks about how, the obviously, the amount of time people spend preparing foods now compared to four years ago, 30 years ago is so different. Because there's so much more
2: time you're saying or there's less time
1: there's they spent more time preparing food before because there wasn't a frozen food yeah um you couldn't get so many I mean me Options. and you right now could pull out our phone and we could get the door any, yeah. yeah we can get any food we want delivered here in under an hour yeah you told someone that 20 years ago they'd be like that's crazy
2: mm, 20 years ago well yeah but you have to call somewhere yeah that is true you, it's like, only,
1: it's only places close by yeah and You gotta pull out the paper menu. I mean,
2: it's funny to think, like, pizza places, like, oh, we don't get in 30 minutes or left, it's free, it's like, meanwhile, I put in an order, you know, like, any food delivery app, it's like, yeah, it might be there in 58 minutes. Yeah. It's like... But, I mean, that's kind of, like, what comes with the cost of having so many options. mm, Definitely. Like, that, it's like, you're the one that's going out of your way, like, it's not the food place that's going out of the way, it's like, you're going out of your way for this, so it's like, you're the one that's gonna have to wait on us. Which is, I think good in terms of like giving restaurants probably that autonomy that it's like people are in demand for them and that's mm-hmm. why like places like sell out all the time. But it's still definitely frustrating that like that's kinda of how food culture has become.
1: Mm-hmm. And one thing that really pisses me off about those companies like DoorDash and Grab yeah. and Postmates and I mean you can list five others yeah. is the up charges on the Ridiculous delivery fee and then not only that if you buy I mean I'll just say for the sake of everyone knowing chicken at McDonald's yeah. it's more expensive if you buy it on DoorDash. yeah but at the same time it's like they have to make money so I I do understand it but at the same time it's kind of like ah, yeah it's never you never not feel
2: like you're getting screwed yeah but then it's but then it's also like the the lazy in you where you're like oh uh, yes cool. I could just drive five minutes and get it <laughs> like yeah, but I'm not gonna no. Nah. Because I'm violently hungover and the game is on. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> you want to get in a car? No. Yeah. Food culture in the US, though, is, I think, like, talking back to Tapas, like, the food culture in the US is so terrible.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I mean, it's just different than everywhere else in the world.
2: I think it's, it's pretty bad. It, it's the food so- service culture. What do you like mean? get people in, give them a big meal, uh, get yeah. them out. Yeah.
1: Well, so
2: one and then, I think like that's what I yeah kind of mean like food being like an intimate experience that it's like like, like it's funny to joke like yeah you me and my boys went over for tapas and like we hung out and we like got some tapas bravas but like at the end of the day it's like when you do those things like you're going to be with people into like an enjoying experience. Like yeah. I hate to feel like i like I was just out um, like a couple months ago with someone. And so we, had, we were enjoying our time at dinner, but we were wanting another drink, and the waitress was like, we're really packed tonight, we kind of got like, to gotta get this table and get out. And it was fine, like, we went got another drink somewhere, but it's just definitely frustrating that, like, that's how it is. It's like, sit down, what do you want? Okay, it'll be here, goodbye.
1: And that's one thing that's kind of the issue with America, everything is money-based. Yeah. All right, we need to flip these tables and get people, and um, you, you see that one waitresses and waiters always ask oh would you like something to drink how about an appetizer they don't do that in other countries I I I haven't come across that as much Um, you get one
2: drink it's like maybe they'll come back 20 minutes later yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) I just I mean I remember that so vividly when we were we did the SIE when Mm -hmm. we were at Bryant when we traveled to Hungary and we were sitting with another friend of ours out, like, waiting for lunch was in between. The yes. Yeah. And it was, like, we were trying to leave, and it was, like, that was kind of on us. Like, we were in a rush. But yeah. it was, like, we were trying to go, and it's, like, this waitress, she might never come back. Nah. And, like, she it did not even register to her yeah. that, like, that we would want to leave. Because we were there for, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. If that. Like, if that. Yeah.
1: Or that, do you remember that time when we... We went out to dinner, and then we got all our food, and we just said, can we have to go boxes? We have to (laughs) It's like, what? Typical Americans.
2: Yeah, typical Americans, like, try to take everything for themselves.
1: Yeah. But yeah, going back to the food culture, I think I had a conversation about this on the podcast. I don't know if it was, but we'll just do it again. Is, yeah, it was on the podcast, but America's... Is all about money, where other countries are more about, like you said, like the nourishment, yeah. like giving
2: people food. Yeah, like giving people an experience. Yeah, because they get paid. Yeah, Americans don't get paid. Like I think the first time I heard that, like waitresses don't and, like waiters get paid like two ninety eight an hour. It's like what?
1: Well, I mean, you want to get this whole tip conversation? We can have that if you want. Are you? A, I, I hate tipping. I think it's the most bullshit. I mean, thing I in
2: the I, world. I like tipping, and I'm accustomed to it because I live in the states. But it's like if I on a societal level, yeah, if I didn't have to tip, I would like only or only tip in like extraneous circumstances where yeah. like somebody was that good at like being a bartender or was like that good at like whatever experience they're giving to me. Then yeah, but I mean, I, I like to tip because I know.
1: Well, they
0: need, like... like I know like, that, like, yeah. if someone's
2: done a good job, like, I would like to go out and, like, recognize Yeah. That. Like, and I, even in, like, the worst of experiences, like, I mm-hmm. try to tip at least 20%. Yeah. Like, just because it's oh, like, God. I get this person it's probably, like, got a shit night. Like, yeah, if I can... If it's, like, a... I'm guilty of when I go out, I, what I shouldn't do because it's just a waste of money. Like, whenever I get a drink, I'll tip. Instead of, like, running up a tap and then tipping at the end of the night, it's like, oh, I just got, like... A $5 beer, it's like, here's two bucks. Mm. And it's just like, I end up tipping so much money at the end of the night. Yeah. But I also, like, walk away from that feeling. Bad. Good. Because it's like a... This person's trying to make ends meet. And it's like, yeah. if I can give them a couple bucks here yeah, now, like, I'm but, not going to do so.
1: Let me explain myself, because I don't want to yeah. come off as an asshole. Yeah. I think waitresses and waiters, bartenders, whatever, they should just get paid a fair salary. Yes. They shouldn't get think that's, paid five bucks an hour or whatever yes. it is. I don't think that's... An, that much of a controversial take yeah and so and then you eliminate tips because tipping is I mean one it's just I don't know it's such a weird concept to me it stems from people bribing people yeah yeah and it still it still happens today if I'm out at a bar and there's 10 people at the bar and I tip $20 they're on my first drink or whatever they're gonna come to me first yeah. I do that if I go to, like, weddings or
2: anywhere with an open bar. It's, like, get your first drink. Yeah. And then tip what you would tip yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah. And it's not, like, necessarily a bribe, but it's, like, that person knows now. It's, yeah. like, yeah, they got me. Like, I'm going to help them out first.
1: Yeah. But, and then not only that, um, do you know Freakonomics, the podcast? And uh, the I'm aware of it,
2: yeah. Is that yeah. a Malcolm... No, no not it's a... not. Steven Dubner.
1: Okay. But, I am aware of Freakonomics. Yeah. yeah. But, so, they have a whole podcast on tipping, which kind of... I was already, like, really against it, just... From traveling to other places, yeah, don't have it, and then this one sealed it. But so it turns out, which kind of makes sense, is tipping is pretty like racially motivated, like people mm-hmm. that are from different areas of the country don't get tipped as high as other people, yeah. I mean, I that's imagine. just kind of human yeah. nature. You can find, yeah, statistics yeah. like that, on, yeah, like everything. Um, they've also done studies where physical appearance. Influences yeah. tips, so people that look more pleasing to the eye Absolutely. get higher tips. Yeah, like there's no reason. Um, I hate the fake culture. I hate fakeness. It really pisses me off. And I feel like waitresses and waiters a lot of times do that. And they're like, oh hi, or hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, well, they like, to be too. super nice yeah. just to get a tip. And not that I don't want people to be nice to me, but I it's almost them acting. And I don't want someone acting. Like, I just want you to talk to me like a Yeah. Person. I don't know. That, that one's a little personal. And yeah, quality. that it's seems like something I I more about you than, than it shoot. is. But I, I just think, think the is. fact that, like I said, like, essentially, if, like, you're, like, prettier, you get a higher tip. Yeah. Like, if you're necessarily like a minority, you're going to get less of a yeah. tip. Yeah. Like, I think that's bad in general. Yeah. No, it definitely and, is. And it's just, it's such a weird... And then not only that, um, like some places like pool their tips, and then other places don't. Yeah, it's just a no. Weird, it's a terrible system. It's a weird system, and it's just like why are we doing it? But then again, you can say the same thing about the imperial system mm. and the <laughs> metric system, and I don't know. We can
2: go down that rabbit hole. No, bit, I, but I, the the points here. I mean, maybe not the whole faking. That's, I mean, it's not that that's the, that more. But I mean, strict. they are they are faking because of what we just talked about, yeah. like. You gotta be, like, as nice as you can be to know. But it's even that. Like, I mean, not that I would. It's not totally comparable, but like working. I worked in food service. Like, I worked in an ice cream stand. Like, Mm. I'd be miserable. But as soon as someone comes, I'm like, oh, like, joke with them. Try to like, smooth them up a little bit so they can leave me like a couple bucks. So I do understand what you mean. But it's also on the other end that those people like, they're depending on like, us yeah. for our livelihoods, and it shouldn't work like that. And yeah. it especially, because, too, when you, on the occasions that you go out to, like, maybe you and, like, eight friends or whatever go out to a restaurant, and you know, like, that's going to run up, like, a three or $400 tab, because then everyone's like, oh, great, now, like, what do we tip? Like, who wants to who wants to take that? Like, because people have cash. Yeah. Which is, like, that's the most frustrating part of tipping sometimes, where it's, like, especially when you're a group of someone who doesn't like to tip, and then it's, like, the awkwardness of, like, but dude, we just... Made them do a bunch of money, like... I we only tipped 10%. Yeah. Lots yeah. It's like It's like, we just ran up, like, $500. Like we had them running around getting, like, multiple bottles and, like, plates and stuff. It's like, the, it's the least we can do. So, that's why when you travel and, like, the gratuities are already included, mm. it kind of makes it, make you feel a little bit better because you're not stressing out about, like, well, what I do affects this person. Yeah. In, like, a negative manner.
1: One thing I did, like, last night, which... I've seen it before, but not that often is I got the check. We got a couple of drinks at yeah. the bar before dinner and there is like a 20% with the tip amount. And they already calculated. Yeah. It me, which is it's kind of nice. You know what also
2: I, I hate doing is when people come up to you and they have the, and they, and they do this because they want you to feel bad. And Tim Morris, if they come up with you like an iPad or if you are at like, a coffee shop and they can mm-hmm. see it and it's like, how much would you like to tip? It's like zero, ten, fifteen, yeah, twenty yeah. and you're just like...
1: I always do zero. At the coffee shops
0: and stuff.
2: I, would I mean, I don't go out of my way that much to go to those places because I don't drink coffee or anything. So I don't yeah. necessarily run into it that much. Well, it's like but in the times where it's places. like, you're making me feel bad. Or it's like, donate 90 cents to St. Jude's. And it's like, alright.
1: I never... So I will disclose, I don't... I, like, donate to charity every month. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like since that's... A Tax thing write-offs. Huh?
2: Tax write-offs. No,
1: it's for <laughs> other people. Um, but, so, I... Like, I hate all of those things that like, CVS, Stop so worst Walgreens. They go. Like, oh, do you want to round up to give to charity? Because a lot of times they're giving it to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't even really pay attention. But it's just kind of... I don't know. It's really frustrating because I always say no, and if people judge me, I don't really care. The cognitive
2: dissonance of walking away—like I just spent fifty dollars on a Nerf gun. I could have donated one dollar yeah, to a but child.
1: I, like I said, like I give money to charity. Like, yeah, I don't feel bad about it. Um, if those people want to judge me, yeah, fuck them. When
2: have you? Since how long have you started doing that?
1: Since I like had a full time job.
2: And is that something that you decided on yourself? Like, have your parents done that before? or Was there no, actually, any, like influence on that?
1: So, uh, do you know Sam Harris, the neurosurgeon-slash-philosopher? I do not. Him? So, he's, he's part of, like, the dark internet, kind of. Yeah. Right? Is that the correct term? Dark web. The, the dark web, like, collective. A philosopher
2: is part of the dark web.
1: Yeah, have you heard that term? It's not, like, the... It's, no, it's not, like, the dark web... It's, like, not like go and buy it's not like going by self-kidding. Maybe it's not dark. I forget the term of it. But essentially, there's a bunch of these guys that have podcasts and yeah. videos, and they all kind of... It's kind of like, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan really is part of it, but... And then it's like Brett Weinstein Eric Weinstein, those guys. I don't know if you've heard of no. them. No. But anyway, so he subscribes to the fact that all people and businesses should donate 10% of their earnings to charity.
2: Yeah, that's a good... I feel like that's a pretty... If you can afford Yeah.
1: So, obviously, there's some people that can't pay... Yeah, totally. Like, they need rent. Like they need yeah. money for food. They might be on food stamps. Like, obviously, if you should take care of yourself. Yeah, you absolutely. You shouldn't spend money that you don't have. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I've started... Ever since I had full-time employment, I've been doing that.
2: Um, 10% of, like, what you make a month, or...?
1: Yeah, every, so every month I donate 10% of my income to... Um, I give my money to... There's this... Let's say it's always
2: the same charity. or?
1: Yeah, so there's this charity called GiveWell, um, mm. which I'm sure there's others, but they're the one that I came across from this podcast. Mm. Um, and they essentially rank every single charity in the world as far as how much $1... Would get them, would go for them. Would go as yeah. far as saving human lives. Yeah. So the charity that I donate to... Um, right now, is they provide mosquito nets for people in Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fight yeah, yeah. Malaria. Um, and then the, that charity also uh, works with getting medicine to essentially there. I think it's like, I think if you donate $3,000, it's supposed to save a life. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. I mean, it's not flashy or anything. Like, people don't know really about it. Um, but... I don't know. I just think that's a cool concept, and especially for—I mean, I think everyone, like I, I'm in a fortunate situation. Yeah, where you I'm, can I'm do that. Educated. Yeah, I have like a stable income. I'm living in Boston, Massachusetts, which is one of the biggest yeah. cities in the country. I can afford that. Yeah. Um. So. But we don't have to keep talking about charity. If you <laughs> no,
2: no, no, it's okay. Um. There, there is something that I. Wanted you to explain to me that you mentioned to me last night, and it's this three handshake thing. Oh, I okay. don't understand So, it at all.
1: So, the theory is you brought up Malcolm Gladwell earlier. Yeah. So, in his book, what is it called? I think it's The Tipping Point, mm. which is all about the kind of like marketing and yeah. how things progress. Like, for example, podcasts, right mm. like podcasts is on the very early part yeah. of it. Um, and there's a product life cycle essentially. But so the three handshake rule is that everyone in this... And it could be five. So it could be
2: three or five. I
1: forget what it is. I think it's three though. No, I want to say it's three. So okay. every person in this world is three handshakes away from anyone. So, uh, so the idea is that if you have talked to someone in person yeah, or know someone, so so you can have a handshake with them. And then that person can have a handshake with all the people they know, and so essentially everyone in this world is connected between these three handshakes.
2: So I am three handshakes away from like any any person I could look at. I'd be like I'm three handshakes away from them. Are you yes. trying to are you trying to make sure? It's oh wait,
1: like yeah. okay, so I'm five. So you're so it's six degrees of separation six degrees so
2: it's like this, so that the so Kevin Bacon I was completely wrong so, so you double that okay. so essentially not close
1: <laughs> well i pretty close uh, but but so for example you said that your brother's friend who means yeah, so that were were friends yeah Matt Bass, Bass the Lakers player what's yeah. his name Mac McClung yeah so we're three handshakes away from well, bro, because we know this kid would be five no it's it, one, it's three degrees of separation Cause you should be six. Well, that's, yeah, but but that's, so the six means you're six away from every other person in the world. Okay. So if you meet one person and that person knows another person, that person knows another person, that person, knows another person, that person another, and then so
2: on. Yeah. So that it really sense. is like the Kevin Bacon thing. What? It's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, I don't like know. Like every actor it's like, it's kind of like this, like every actor this is like an old thing. This isn't like, I I think I remember seeing this when I was, like, a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, every actor in a movie is certain degrees away from Kevin Bacon. So, it's like, you pick, like, Ryan Reynolds or someone, it's like, oh, he's two degrees away from Kevin Bacon because he was in a movie with this person who was in a movie with Kevin Bacon.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I have heard that. I have heard that. But, yeah, and I thought that was, I remember kind of reading that, and I, like, thought about it because I just, like, in my mind, I I forget what I played out, but yeah. just like a couple of scenarios, and it it is because cr- I mean I'm sure you've had it, I've had it. You have crazy like connections that was just like, yeah. nuts.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I I do understand what you're saying, but I guess I like where does this get me in a sense? It's like what's well, I think
1: the whole the whole premise behind it is that we're a lot more connected than we think we we're a lot more connected than we think we are. Is that the right phrase? Yeah. Like, we, yeah. Yeah, because we think that we're very disconnected. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the world. um, But, like, I think certainly, like, in this country, like, you could pretty much say that everyone is six separations away. I mean, and this also kind of counts, like, the guy at Vinnie's Pizza that I talked to. Yeah. That, so it's not like. Wait, but who's the
2: guy you talked to? Huh? Who is the person you talked to? He's the
1: guy that works at Vinnie's Pizza. I talked to him. Yeah, but what was the
2: instance that you were talking about here?
1: Well, like, I talked about the Red Sox. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily, like, your close friends. Yeah. But just someone you've met in your life who you've handshook with or had a conversation with.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I understand what you're saying in terms of, like, if I watch TV and I see, like, a celebrity and I'm like, what, like, they're so much different from me, like the odds of me, like, running into them, or whatever it is, like, are yeah, it's to none, but it's, like, but you've met this person who happens to know this person who, like, knows them, so it's not, like,
0: for,
1: yeah, for example, our, my two roommates, or, well, our, my roommate, Timmy, yeah. um, his mom went to school with Bill Berger's, like, brother, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's what, that's three, and then think of all the fucking people, like, Bill, Berger, like, and that's just one instance, like, that I just came up with off the top of my head I'm yeah. sure there's much more and then there's probably a bunch you don't realize yeah I guess like you never
2: thought about it. Tom Bergeron like we used to watch America's Funniest Home Videos all the time and I was and like obviously he was I mean, when I was a kid I was like a show I watched all the time with my family yeah and I didn't know until later when my dad was like oh yeah like I went to high school with him like he used to do the morning announcements at hey we're high
0: yeah and I was like oh was like shit yeah
1: like, well I mean think about like, it we used to I was like the high school was right there like, yeah <laughs> Well, using the Bill Burr example, say, say we wanted to get to Kanye, right? So yeah. Timmy's <laughs> mom, brother. Well, no, she knew Bill, so Bill, Dave Chappelle, Kanye. That's four. That's four, four degrees, degrees of separation, separation between us and Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that would never happen. Yeah. Because Bill Burr is not gonna hang out with some someone he went to high school. I about. was
2: closer to Kanye than you, though, because I went. I toured SNL studios when he was hosting, and we almost got in for the dress rehearsal. But he almost. was behind the doors. Yeah, we almost we were good. They told us if we got there soon enough, yeah, they'd because we were the only t- school group coming that day that they would let us like mm-hmm. try to get into the dress rehearsal. But we, we got there a little late. But,
1: but thank God that poor guy probably met Connor. Maybe or they like saw course, him or, or, or like, like said hey to- like, off- or like told him like, where guy, to go or something. Yeah. Or they talked to someone on the cast, yeah. Who, like yeah. That's and I I, t- 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 I did
2: talk to someone on the cast during yeah. that who was working with Kanye. So like who was who was it
1: was that was in the, the rap battle with Kanye? When
2: Kyle Mooney was that who it was? No, I, I, I met Bobby Moynihan, who was um that was definitely one of the most interesting run-ins I think I've ever had. You was, so you met him? so we you were had the, a
1: conversation with him or yeah.
2: To the class? So we, no, so we were it was. Uh, we were there for Model UN, and it was our last day, and we were like, after the conference, like, everyone's exhausted, it's a long, like, it's a long week, so we are like, we planned this, like, we'll go to SNL Studios, and we'll get on the bus, because you get, then we'll get home at night, because we'll come oh, home like, a sad Yeah, I mean, it's a bus in New York, it's yeah, like,
1: it's
2: but I mean, the b- bus rides like that when you're, like, younger, like, those are fun, because everyone's just was like, the
1: premier bus or yeah, you you it know? was
2: like a coach oh, bus, okay. no, it wasn't like we took a school bus, like, I was 17, huh. I was a senior high school. So we were there, and we planned it on our last day. We were like, okay, like let's kind of have something to look forward to after all this. And we're walking down the hallway, like kind of past some dressing rooms, and it just like reeks like weed. It smells so bad. And it's, and it's very noticeable. And uh, we're walking, and I'm in the back um, talking to one of my friends, and uh, we are all kind of like talking, like everyone's... It's probably like a brief moment where we're all like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, it fucking reeks like weed. And then um, my friend, who's at the head of the line, like turns around and he, like, looks back and he goes, like, oh, hey, aren't you that guy? And he's like, and we just, and I look and by Mohanan is like walking, ne- like, side by side next to like, me and my friend. And, he's, and he just goes, I am that guy. And I, like, looked at him and he, he was visibly s- v- high, like, he was stoned. Mm-hmm. And I, like, looked at him. I was just like, Oh, it's up? And he's just like, how's it going? And I was like, oh, it's going pretty good. And he's just, just like, oh, the weather. It's something out there, right? And I was like, yeah. And he just walking to a dressing room. And I was like, damn, by boy, my hand was so high.
1: <laughs> like, Dude, <laughs> SNL is a wild place. I can only imagine being there when fucking, like, the Ackroyd brothers. And yeah, and, like, Adam's, and those go
2: through the stages of, like, Dan Ackroyd, like, yeah. Steve Martin. Eddie Murphy, those, like Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Chris Farley, David Spade. Those like after parties like, those must have been that. I can't even imagine like the amount of recreational drugs that were like passed around. Yeah. I would love to experience one, but
1: I don't, I don't yeah. Think, I I think obviously today with like cell phones and everyone's posting on their story and stuff. That stuff definitely does not happen. I've
2: heard that they do like a big dinner after is what... Yeah, that's probably a
1: better scene than... Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm sure there's probably big parties when there's like big guests. It also probably depends too when if it's... Because like Kim Kardashian was just on last weekend Mm -hmm. and it's like I can't imagine... I I did watch some of it and she was, in her like in her own right, she was pretty good. Like obviously like when people saw, because they always do the flashcards of like Kim Kardashian, the musical guest is whoever. It's like oh god, but she was I thought very, very good yeah. in her, in the way she kind of carried herself. Like there was a bachelorette skit that was very funny that I thought she did very, very well in. But it's like I can't imagine Kim Kardashian is like looking to party yeah. with like Pete Davidson and Cecily Strong like after. No, never. No, 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 no. um, but I'm sure when there's well, like if Paul Rudd hosts or oh, yeah. when they have like a musician come in and host that they probably want to do. Or somebody who's like been on the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. I am at, I would imagine they all probably go out after, but it's kind of all speculation. Like, I don't know. If they're looking to hang around with Lauren Michaels. Yeah.
1: Um, so you're a big
2: I, SML guy. I, I used to be. I'm not as... Well, I've kind of toned down, but I do take it in every once in a while. Like I try to be up to date with it. Because it's like a big... I, I try to, in spite of, like, what our parents got to enjoy with SNL, with it being, like, the biggest thing, like, being able to watch, like, Eddie Murphy and, like, the Adam Sandler's and, like, the Chris Farleys, even, like, Will Ferrell when he was on it, like, in the early 2000s. It, so, like, right now, like, I I, I hate the, the, the discourse of, like, SNL's terrible and it's just, like, a representation of the far left. Like, I don't necessarily think like that, but it's definitely not what it used to be. Mm. But that's also... Every year, someone writes that article. It's like SNL's is dead. Yeah. It's like it's still pretty funny. Like I think the crew is really talented. Like I think AD Bryant's very funny, mm-hmm. and Kyle Mooney's very funny. I've always thought Cecily Strong was really good. People think people think a lot about Kate McKinnon because of like Hillary, and she got really big, and she's mm-hmm. kind of like the personification of like the left yeah. in like popular culture and in comedy. But I don't keep up with it as much as I should. But I try to. Try to be aware of it and, like, who's on and what's going on with the cast and stuff.
1: Yeah. And it's also kind of one of those things is it was so good for so long. So long. Because when did it start?
2: The 70s? 70s, yeah. The the 40th anniversary was in 2016. Mm -hmm. So I think the first episodes were in, like, 75 or 76 or something like that.
1: But, yeah, it's just crazy that they were so good in the beginning for kind of... Very random, yeah. Reason, um, it's hard to live up to that. And I mean, even the cast in the early 2000s, people have, like Jason Stakis like and obviously Jimmy Fallon, yeah, they all went on to Amy or and TFA, like yeah. they've gone to great success. Um, but here, I'll raise this question, yeah. So, you have a skit, SNL skit, you got five people out of everyone who's been on SNL, mm-hmm. excluding like, guest, yeah, like,
2: the guest hosts, yeah,
1: five people that are on SNL. Who are you kidding?
2: Ooh. And
1: keep um, in mind they're gonna be a skit together, so they have to play well with each other. You can't five yeah.
2: best, because they might not they might not get along. Yeah, but I I do I mean the from what I've heard in SNL lore where it's like everyone says like Chevy Chase, which is like a nightmare to work with. But no, I don't know if I've ever really heard anything else besides that. Like people say what they want about like Pete Davidson. I've heard Michael Che or Stephen Che, excuse me, who's uh, Who does Weekend Update now? I've heard he's kind of a little like rough around the edges, but he like he only does like Weekend Update. No, no, it's no, no, dusty Michael Che, is it Michael Che? Yeah, I have no clue. I, I believe it's Michael Che. Okay, he's. I've heard he's like a little rough around the edges, but I, I would. I'm trying to think. My my top five. I think I'd have to pick Norm Macdonald. Like I, I know it's like kind of recent, like he, he. It's not recent biased but like watching all this, and I was like I've. Gone through and like yeah. watches his weekend updates before like I his like celebrity Japanese like I try to yeah he's so funny he, he's hysterical, but I kind of can't not pick him yeah. even oh, though they okay. even though they fired him. Nor Macdonald, I think Alec Baldwin's been really good and like everything he's done from like the old stuff to yeah. like like his like whether you like it or not like his Trump was really funny. Oh
0: like,
2: yeah. Alec Baldwin, um, Nor McDonald, um, forgetting her name. She was in the Californians. She was just in... Maya
0: Rudolph?
2: Not Maya Rudolph. Um, God, why am I forgetting her name? What was she just in? She was just in a spy movie, I think. Uh,
1: Jenny McCartney? No. That is an SNL person name. Who? Jenny McCarthy.
2: Jenny McCarthy, not that I'm aware of oh my god I can't believe I'm forgetting her name well, well, you'll have to look this up for what's me what's the
1: name
2: what's the name the, if you do like the Californians like she was in it with Bill Hader and um Alec Baldwin would do it every once in a while this is terrible right now that I'm forgetting her name
1: Californians is a West SNL
2: fan. just do like Californians SNL what movie was she just in
1: Oh, Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wigg, yes.
2: Oh, Kristen Wigg. She's hysterical. I know, I can't believe I forgot her name.
1: Bridesmaids is one of the yes. funniest movies. Bridesmaids
2: I've ever seen. I don't oh, know what the go scale go would be, so up, we're trying to like rack up like a tag team right now. We got Kristen Wigg, Alk Ball with Norm MacDonald. Probably and then probably Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. To
1: round out your five? Yeah.
2: Wow. So three women, two men? Yeah. I think I mean because I, well, I think Amy Poehler, Kristen Wigg and Tina Fey. really? I mean, I don't know how much they overlapped with Chris and Wiig. Yeah. Because they were still on with Bill them. Hader. They might... I don't know if they just overlapped or maybe just missed each other. Because Kristen Wiig was there with, like I said, like Bill Hader and like Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. and um... What's his name? I think it's like Tyler something. He was in a couple like early... He comes on like every once in a while still, but he was like the late 2010s. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good... I think that cast could throw together like a good skit. Probably be like a good cold opening. Like start with Alec Baldwin. I don't, I don't know where Norm MacDonald would really fit in the group, but I think if you start with Alec Baldwin, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler, yeah. and then Kristen Wiig, Norm MacDonald would that be probably fine. So no Adam Sandler,
1: Will Ferrell, Eddie Murphy, Chris No, because I feel no, like with Adam
2: Sandler... So I want not too overpowering, but I want to pair him with like I've seen Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, David Spade, Chris Rock. Like, you that's like, all yeah, like I've seen that. And like, if they were probably like all together at different parts, and like everyone would be like, those guys would work so well together. But it's, like, I've seen them, like, I've seen Total Bastard Airlines, like, I've seen Lunch Late, like, I've seen the Chippendales, like, yeah. I've seen all that stuff. So I want to see something that's like kind of newish. Mm-hmm. Also, Adam Sandler, like. His, his, his. After Uncut Gems, like Uncut Gems was like, oh, right, Adam Sandler. And now it's like, oh, he just is doing whatever he wants and it's just making terrible comedy.
1: People still love it. I saw it. Um, so I'm in the marketing industry and yeah. there's these surveys that come out that I read because I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, but so it came out that Adam Sandler is people aged, I think, 10 to 20 his favorite celebrity of the world. 10? 10 to 20.
2: That age group. <sighs> well, I mean, I guess now when you think of like Jack and Jill and like Huey Q- 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 <laughs> Q- Halloween, I think Jack and Jill is a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I know we gave Rotten Tomatoes like hell at the start of this, yeah. but it's about the best part. I remember in, watching that movie and I laughed. The best part in Jack and Jill is they're at a basketball game and they just put in a clip of Tyreek Evans dunking. That's just like an NBA clip, and like that's the best part of that movie. It's like oh wow, it was an impressive dunk.
1: Was it a top shot (laughs) highlight? Uh, I don't know. I don't go on top shot anymore.
2: No. No. Ten to twenty is Adam Sandler's demographic now. I forget the age range. It
1: might have been like fourteen to twenty-one or something. I don't know. But essentially, teenagers. Adam Sandler is their number one celebrity. This is male and woman.
2: He didn't do anything now. I mean, he. I mean, think about
1: how many comedy movies
2: he's made though. Yeah, but and I'm also comparing it to like when we were, like, probably in that age range, like, the movies that he made that would circulate on TV, like, mm-hmm. weren't age-appropriate. No. Like, as much as I would love those movies and watch them, it's like, I should not have been watching, like, Billy Madison when I was nine. No. <laughs> or, like, Big Daddy, or, or even, like, Happy Gilmore, or, like, The Wedding Singer. Or any of those did, movies. Man.
0: Yeah, but but yeah, now I can fine, see it
2: because, yeah. like, Grown Ups too, like, Hubie Halloween. Um, what's that other movie he made with the... Uh, it's like the dream one. It's like all the oh click. No, 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 no. Oh, click is a fire movie. We don't, we don't bash click. Christopher Walken, Adam Sandler. That movie's fire. Walken, fire. Yeah, dude, he's the one that works in the master store. Um there's some movie he makes with like these two little it's kids, that- like their dad. No, it's not deception. <laughs> that movie was terrible though. It's like raining gumballs or something. No, I'm not talking about the Adam Sandler movie i not about Inception not saying Inception was terrible no I'm not saying exception was terrible but 10 to 14
1: to 21 it, I forget the exact age rate range so for people listening if you want to look it up you can play along but yeah it was just interesting because I never really thought that but
2: I mean I guess who passed there I mean I know my parents would watch SNL when Adam Sandler was on it but it's like, why would well, that age range keep up with Adam Sandler now? Well,
1: think about it. Our, so me and you, we're both in our like early 20s. Yeah. Who would you say is the number one comedian, like just funny person that everyone thinks is hilarious? Like you could say, it's either Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell. I don't think you can come up with another
2: one. I was going to say, like right now? No, like uh, us growing up. Who uh, has been the best comedian? Uh, probably uh, Will Ferrell. Because he had put it so much out in that like mid two thousands early 2010s yeah. range. I mean between like Elf, Stepbrothers. um why am I? If I can quote all The movies, other Nights. guys, Talladega Nights, which again are all movies that like I shouldn't have been thing. watching. Like no. he's in he's in um, Wedding Crashers. He is, uh, he's remember because he, Ellen Wilson like goes to him and he like crashes the funeral um, house. What's the house party? It's the one with Vince Vaughn? they like go back to the fraternity and college or something uh, I, didn't, I, didn't I guess it's a good point uh, the point they're making now is like when we were growing up now like welfare was putting a bunch of stuff and like if you were a kid in like 2011 then like if you were like probably 7 or 8 2011 or whatever I was what 13, 14 yeah. then you would be like you would watch grown ups and be like
1: oh Adam Sandler
2: Yeah, he's yeah, so funny like 'Cause that movie's not like that inappropriate or anything.
1: No, I mean it's a family movie. Yeah.
2: That movie is hysterical.
1: It's grown ups. I nice. haven't seen it since it came out. No it is couple, good. But there's three There's
2: there's three? I, I know, don't know it's know, two. What I'm the second one is horrible.
1: Okay, so maybe there's one too. Um but well, I remember seeing the first one. But I think I only saw it with my parents when I was young, so Yeah. I have to give that a rewatch. Oh that, Will Ferrell movies keeping screaming.
2: King, oh great movie what a movie
1: I think I've seen that
2: Mike Dicca and uh, who's the dad in it he's in the he's in the Godfather why am I forgetting Robert Duvall. yeah Robert Duval yeah. like
1: <laughs> which that is it's so crazy watching the Godfather and seeing him then because he wasn't really he was in like the Godfather and like Apocalypse Now but
2: same with uh in in Elf the dad is. Isn't he Sunny? No, he's not Sunny. He's the other... She's one of the other sons. The dad... Is he? Yes. Isn't he? Um, Maybe I'm mixing yeah. two people up. The... Um, am I confusing two people? I'm not good with actors' names. Because I don't watch a lot of movies. Yeah, we but gotta I'm, work on that. Right I know. I'm pretty sure the dad in Elf was also one of the sons...
1: His
2: bodyguard, though. No, 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 no. Like, his by biological dad not I know who Bob oh, not grandpa oh, oh, wow. like his dad that works at the Empire State Building like Bob <laughs> hi Bob
1: James Kahn
2: yes James Kahn what was he in he's in a ton of stuff and I know that's means nothing oh, he wasn't like, yes he was he was one of the sons I think oh no
1: one one,
2: one one. oh he's are I yes I said that I are sonny Corleone huh never knew that. Yeah, it all comes back to you.
1: It all comes back. It all comes I
2: wonder back what to his it. Kevin Bacon degree is. Hmm? I wonder what his Kevin Bacon degree is. Yeah, I'm sure
1: there's a website. You we can probably Google it. We just did there. this. I
2: just yeah. said that like, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon.
1: No, I know. I'm saying oh, there's well, a well, website, well, website well. that like you can figure it out.
2: That is what that website is.
1: Oh, it's a website? Yes, it is. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, let well, me look this up. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize it was actually a website.
2: No, it's actually a website. Six degree, I think it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, it's a
1: game? Is it a game? I don't know. I
2: believe it's I don't know if it's necessarily a game, but it's you can type it in. And the it does. Of Bacon. Yes. So yeah. type in James Conn. Right there. Alright. James Conn, City What's, of Ghosts.
1: With Matt Dillon, who was in... Wild, Wild Things, day. who was with Kevin
2: Bacon. Jesus Christ. So, what, that's three degrees?
1: No, one, or
2: two. Or two, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Kevin Bacon, man, one actor.
2: Footloose, what a movie?
1: Let, let the people dance. <laughs> or as Donald Klinger would say, the day the music died, Saturday. That That
2: is true. What's that song, America Pie? Yeah. All little, time classic. That, what is that song about?
0: Huh? What, what is, is that the day song? Of the music died?
2: It means nothing.
0: What
1: do
2: you mean? It means nothing.
1: It's it's a sad song about the day of the music died I actually don't. I've never, honestly. If you try to
2: listen to the, like, if you read the words, it's like, Whoa. Oh, well, yeah,
1: it makes no sense Yeah. But, well, there's Jackie Dimble, Jackie Quick, and
2: then there's James Dean. Yeah. <laughs> they borrow, they, was it, the coat that he borrowed from James Dean. Yeah. Have you ever done that with any other songs that you've what? like listened to? Have been like, what the hell is this song about?
1: Um, so I'm gonna ruin ground Go for anyone that loves that song. You're gonna ruin song. it. Have you ever listened to it? It's like yeah, it's Van Morrison like talking about like like essentially a high school relationship. But he was in I don't know how old he was, but he's an old man talking about it. It's just it's a little creepy. It's
2: well, it's creepy. like um Pina, the Pina Colada song. Yeah, it's like oh, this is these two people are just like the same stuff. It's like oh, they're trying to cheat on each other, yeah. but they just fall in love with each other again. Yeah,
0: and then because they
2: took it out in the newspaper, <laughs> like they took out an ad trying to cheat on their significant other in the local newspaper.
0: Yeah,
2: it's and, very
1: ballsy. And born to or not born to born in the USA, not born to. Rome, yeah, it's but com- It's a completely like sorry, anti-war war song, anti-like anti, like, America song. Yeah, and don't and, they
2: play it in yeah. um Tropic Thunder?
1: I don't know. which I is like a
2: obviously like a comedy a, like a parody about like
1: yeah um, but I think it's funny Vietnam because I feel more, like, like we always listen out on 4th of July of yeah. when you feel American um, which I think to a degree is kind of a good thing cause it's, but at the same time I feel like people don't really realize what versus yeah, yeah.
2: the irony or the people who are who listen to like Rage Against the Machine and it's like all of Rage Against the Machine songs are like wicked anti-establishment really ain't, like far left leaning like, like bulls on parade is like a metaphor of like the destruction that like war causes really yeah yeah they're heavy metal band i remember when paul ryan was running with mitt romney as his vice presidential candidate he's Somebody asked him, like, oh, like, what's your favorite band? And he was like, oh, I'm a really big Rage Against the Machine fan. And Rage Against the Machine was like, we fucking hate you, Paul Ryan. Like, yeah, don't like- listen to our music. Because in Bulls on Parade, they say, um, Walk the Corner to the Rubble, used to be a library, now a cemetery for the mind, or something like that. So it was like, obviously, a comment on, like, using yeah. U.S., like, the funds that the, the U.S. uses to, like, fund military warfare and not, like, advancing. Yeah, education it's in the country so
1: I mean yeah you'd, you'd think that we would want to spend money on the people that live here in America rather than spending money on making other people rich in other countries
2: walked a corner to the rebel used to be library now we line up to the mine cemetery now that was the line yeah right. okay got I,
1: I've never listened to much of uh, Rage, machine, against machi- Rage, Rage Against Machine Rage Against the machine.
2: machine every once in a while I don't go out of my way mm-hmm. but not not into the music that much.
1: Yeah, I'm not really a big heavy metal fan, but I mean, yeah.
2: like anything, like rap, like country, like Jimmy Buffett, like they're people that love it. Yeah, love. We're going to a concert. Yeah, next action week. Action October twenty third. House of Blues. House of Blues. Action Bronson.
1: Yeah, show up. See us there. We'll, yeah, sign we'll, we'll, we'll sign autographs.
2: <laughs> we'll be waiting outside. Doors open at six thirty for the show. The doors open also at six thirty. Us to meet you there, yeah. and shake hands, take pictures. So, yeah,
1: Action Robinson is a fascinating character. As he is just—he's all could he's do a case study he's on a him. Cook, he's a, obviously a talented rapper, or I should say musician. artist. Yeah. Oh yeah, he paints. Expensive
2: olive oil taster.
1: Oh yeah, his olive oil brand is kind of He
2: just, just like drinks olive oil out of the bottle. <laughs> like, a little, he has the ideal life. For. You, yeah for someone it's like he just got ripped makes well, music not
1: him too much credit. he's still like uh, he do I mean he's strong I'm not but he I, is he's not, like, he's
2: not like he's not shredded but he is
1: a lot better than he was yeah
2: I, I would say he's he's very much an in shape person now. oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah but he just like makes music yeah. cooks sick food travels There is was uh, a there's like one episode because he does the "fuck that's delicious" show, where my brother had shown me this. There, he goes to like the Bronx and eats some. There was like some cart that was rolling around. There it was just laid like this local or something that was making this like, I don't know if it was like a Jamaican food or something. And he was eating it, and he was like, "This gives me knowledge." <laughs> like what? <laughs> like this is giving me the knowledge that I need. Mm.
1: He's also one of those people that I wish I had this skill. I just wasn't born with it. I don't know, but he can just make anyone he meets like his best friend. And like, he
2: has a lovable.
1: Yeah, and like he's can, a yeah like, charisma to him exactly. And like I don't have that. I wish I did. Uh, but like, for, and you see that in the show. And obviously, the show probably plays it up and stuff. Yeah, but. I've listened mm-hmm. to interviews with him too and he's just such a like like you said charismatic yeah. and obviously you would not think looking at him who's that loser <laughs> but like every every person he meets it seems like he's just best friends with them. them and I mean I think that has to do with him cooking obviously as like yeah. very giving yeah um and just the way he grew He's up, an appreci-
2: he seems a very appreciative guy. Yeah, well, but he his parents were
1: immigrants, correct? His, grand- his grandparents were.
2: My grand was a grandmother learning English watching Martin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just I wish I had that skill. Yeah. I, was, I maybe it's because I don't practice it enough. I don't really know. Uh, but that's one thing that I why I'm drawn to him so much, and just the fact that. Like you said, does so many cool things: Gaming,
2: yeah. cooking, music. There was an interesting that, that common. I, I so I read Common's memoir. Who's a rapper? And there's a a section in it where he's talking about his life, and like this remind like it could remind you of a lot of people, but kind of reminds me of like obviously Common because he talked about it in action Bronson like mm-hmm. in Common's memoir where he's talking about acting and like mm-hmm. leaving not like leaving rap because he still makes music like pretty frequently and like does tours yeah, every once in a while yeah week, yeah it was it was alright like it was definitely a different kind of sound for him mm-hmm. than his what he's known for but I mean he hasn't made music consistently like that since like the 90s or the 2000s but in his memoir he talks about like going from acting and his mother was kind of like you're kind of at the peak now in, in rap like why would you want to like go down a different route and he says like he truly like, I truly believe that anyone who is an artist in one facet can be an he's like if you can be an artist in another facet. So it's like if you can rap and you are like extremely talented artist in that or like you can sing, it's like you're that means like because you can see things that creatively, then that means you'd be a good painter or like a drawer or an actor. And so I think about that with like action Bronson. Like his music is really good and so and because he's able to see things through like that in an artistic way, like Obviously, he'd be a really good cook, and like obviously, he'd be a really good actor or like a speaker. And, that, and like you said, with like that charisma, like it's being very drawn to people who are like that that can just see things differently than anyone else could see them.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great. And I also think that everyone has that in them. If yeah, that makes sense. Like, not necessarily me and you are gonna become. Yeah, 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 yeah. But me and you, we have, like, full-time business. Yeah. If we devoted our life to something like music, yeah. or, music or painting or cooking, yeah. I think we could get pretty good at it. Yeah. But that's There's also like a
2: difference between, like, being good at it and being... Great. Ex- like ...exceptional at it yeah. in that, like, you change. Not that Action Bronx is, like, changing, like, discourse in society, but that you become so exceptional at it that, like, you are an influence yeah. to, like, the greater good mm-hmm. of this subject area.
1: And I think it's all about finding what you love to do and something that you want to become exceptional. Yeah, Um, absolutely. You need to find whatever it is, whether it's podcasting, whether it's working in marketing, whether it's cooking, whether it's being an athlete. You need to find something that you love to do. You wake up every morning with a giant smile on your face and you'll become that successful person. Yeah. And if you don't like that, you need to change what you're doing because what you're doing is wrong. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Actually brought man, he gets you going.
1: I could I feel like we could have we could have had two hour podcast about Jackson lo- Bronson. Yeah. The life and time The, in terms the life, of life and all the crazy places he's gone
2: People he's met and like things he's eaten. Yeah. Hopefully he does more than just like that. Hopefully he talks about some stuff at the show, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna be.
1: No, I think it's a constant
2: conversation. Yeah, no, it is, but it just He's, he's only with Mayhem, Lauren, and hologram. Um, so yeah, Mayhem, he's a beast. I don't listen to much of his music. I know you know. Who I
1: don't lost, really but... listen to his music. I just oh, okay. the show. Oh, okay, never
2: mind. <laughs> so we're both walking in blind.
1: Well, I mean, I've heard of him in features and stuff yeah. like that, but it's not that, not that crazy. Mm. So, do you want to rap?
2: We can wrap now. This was an, an enjoyable experience. Yeah. felt like I was in the hot seat when I walked in here, but
1: no, just I enjoyed just this. Talk.
2: Just two guys talking. Yeah. I did enjoy this thoroughly. Thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, we went an hour and 37 minutes, so. This was good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Hopefully for taking we'll the be time. Back at some point.
2: Hopefully. I'd love to come back. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye-bye.